Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Conversation for Our Generation, where we are solving the problems of today with the wisdom of the past. My name is Nick Jamal, the creator and the host of the podcast here at the Conversation for Our Generation. And today we are reviewing a book that I truly love reading. It was just, I think, an eye-opening book, very interesting to read, and it is The Meaning of Conservatism by Roger Scruton. And for those of you who don't know, this is who haven't heard me before say this on the podcast, but this is really what makes me still believe in a conservative worldview in some way. I think that the conservative worldview that I was given where it was just, you know, the kind of soft, squishy Republicans, your Mitt Romneys and your John McCain's, those guys were the conservatives in our world. You know, when I was growing up, learning about politics in eighth grade, watching the McCain Obama race. And then obviously as a senior in high school, watching the Obama Romney race, it was just, I I didn't see real conservatism in action in either of those leaders. And that's really the two that I had to look at as leaders of that movement. And this book really sold the idea of conservatism in a new way, in a real way. And for those of you who even are hostile to conservatism, I think it's important to understand how they think. I mean, I read the Communist Manifesto and Das Kapital, for instance. So if there's liberal-minded people or even far-left people, this is a good book for you to read to understand how someone who thinks differently and opposes you approaches problems. But before I dive into all of that, I want to remind you that you can find more at conversationforgeneration.com. Just go there If you go to the contact page, you can always say, hey, I know these people would be good speakers or good interviews for your podcast. Um, Any feedback that you have is great. Whoever you're listening to this podcast, go and make sure you subscribe if you're not already and leave a good rating and review. That really helps more people find the podcast as well. And then also find me on Twitter at conofargen or facebook.com slash conversation for our generation. And then the very last thing I want to remind you of is I now have a locals page up. So you can go over there and check that out. I'm starting to build it up. I am still getting into the rhythm of adding to it more regularly, but you can check that out. But you can also go to conversationforgeneration.com. And if you want to be the first to be able to watch the interviews from now on and even past interviews, and then also get access to upcoming content that's going to be coming out that. I think you will really enjoy. I plan on working a little bit hard over the Thanksgiving break, still taking some time to rest, but trying to get some of that stuff wrapped up and new things started so that it'll be $2 a month to be able to watch the interviews. And for $5 a month, you'll get, and really for $2 a month, you'll get access to new content as it comes out. There's also a premium level that in the future will give you more access. But if you just want to say, hey, I've been getting a lot out of the conversation for our generation, you will get access to the interviews and also new stuff as it comes out as well. So definitely go to conversationforgeneration.com if you go or any of the interviews that I do, you can watch them there. So definitely check that out as well. <clears throat> and so for a quote for today, the quote of the week, I have one from GK Chesterton because when you're talking conservatism, he's a great person to look at. And so he says, all conservatism is based upon the idea that if you leave things alone, you leave them as they are, but you do not. 
if you leave a thing alone, you leave it to a torrent of change. And I think this is important to understand is that I think what the modern conservative person, especially in, when you think of like conservative in relation to Republicans uh, or your conservative political parties, is they all too often are inactive because they believe that that's what conservatism is, leaving things alone, right? If you leave a garden bed alone, weeds grow. You have to pull out weeds and actively maintain water and nourish the plants that you want to grow in order for a garden to bloom. And so you can't just leave it alone. You can, I guess, but you're not going to get the results. You're not going to preserve what it is supposed to be if you just leave things alone. There is an activity to conserving, to preserving. And I think that that's important. You know, if you look at I mean, preserving a dead body, right? You don't just leave the body there. No, you, whether it's mummification or modern embalming, there's something that you do to that body to preserve it and to make sure that it's ready for the showing and things like that. And so that's what I think we have to recognize about conservatism. And I think that's part of what Roger Scruton explains here is that to conserve things, you have to understand what they are, how to conserve them, and then actively do that. And that's important, I think, to this whole process. So let's hop in a little bit to the book review. And I actually don't have the book to hold it up today because I think I lent it out to my dad or my brother, and I'm not sure, but I haven't gotten it back. So <laughs> it's, it's all good, though. I'm not mad about it. There's a good chance it's under my brother's bed. Let's just say that. I found one of my other books there when I lent it to him when I was looking for something else that I had lent to him. <laughs> and so basically, Roger Scruton is one of the leading conservative philosophers of the last century, and I think potentially of all time. The, the meaning of conservatism, like I said, was instrumental in developing how I think about politics, but also how I think about culture and the relationship between different institutions. And I think that that's, for me, the big thing about conservatism is, and that this book showed me is, I thought of institutions as the Federal Reserve, big banking, and all these things that really are just big, I guess they are institutions in a way, but I just kind of thought of it as big actors in our sphere, in our government, political, economic sphere. And that's not necessarily the case. The family is a social institution. Your church is an institution. There's other things that I would say count as an institution that are, for me, where I think I started to focus a lot more on my efforts because I come from a more libertarian-leaning side of things as far as what the government ought to do, but I think that we ought to live in a more traditional way of doing things. And so I think that being able to say, hey, I want to conserve this way of life and these different institutions really led me back more towards understanding how I should be thinking about problems and thinking about solutions to those problems. <clears throat> and so I want to share this book with you because I think whether or not you're conservative, this book would be great for you to learn from. And so what is the meaning of conservatism? And that's really the big question of this, right? And so conservatism is a way of approaching problems that is different. Instead of just discarding the old because it looks old, conservatives seek to understand 
why those who came before them found that thing valuable, whether that's an idea, the religion, an institution, uh, the government itself, whatever it is, art, right? The conservative looks and says, hey, I'm not really that much smarter or any smarter than my dad or my grandpa. Why did they find it valuable? And you know what? They may not have been very much smarter than their great grandpa or their, their great grandpa and you know, so on. So maybe I should give a little credence to what they thought. And uh, I don't remember which conservative it was. I'm probably gonna attribute it to the wrong one, but I thought it was GK Chesterton, but it could have been Russell Kirk or someone else like that who said that that conservatism is the democracy of the dead. It's giving those who've gone before us a voice in how we govern ourselves today. And that's, I think, a really good way of looking at it. And I think a true conservative, like I said earlier, doesn't just let things remain, but actively seeks to preserve them. And another thing that I think because we live in a very liberal culture, is that conservatism is just a reaction, right? It's the, I think it was Bill Buckley who said, you know, the conservative is the one who sees the progress of history and stands and says, stop, or something like that. I totally botched the quote. Um, listen to the Michael Knowles show and you'll hear it at least once a week. <laughs> but basically the conservative is the one who just sees things happening and says, stop. And Roger Scruton says, a reactionary is fixed on the past and wanting to return to it. A conservative wishes to adapt what is best in the past to the changing circumstances of the present. And that I think is really key. That is a very Aristotelian way of looking at things that you take, it's, it's that idea of practical wisdom that I talk a lot about, that you take all the knowledge that you have and especially pulling from the past. I mean, it's really, now that I read this out loud, it's a lot of what I'm trying to do here at the Conversation for Our Generation is take all of what's from the past, pull out the best things, you know, leave the bad ideas, leave Rousseau behind and take out Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, right? And, and take those, the best of what they had to offer and apply that to what we have happening today. And so that's what the conservative, <clears throat> sorry, that's what the conservative is trying to do. And so conservative versus liberalism, for instance, <clears throat> Goodness, there's a healthy tension, I think, between conservatism and liberalism. And uh, the meaning of conservatism, Roger Scruton explains this tension. Uh, I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about it in, return, in regards to the personalities of the two. And I think it's good to have that tension, to have conservatives and liberals debating whether or not something is worth preserving in a culture. That's a constant question that we have to grapple with. And so by seeking to preserve what is time tested, the conservative argues in favor of tradition, favor of keeping things, right? They're your political pack rat almost. <laughs> and then the liberals, on the other hand, will push for change and novelty, challenging the status quo. And they're your people who are like, are you really using this anymore? When's the last time you use this? Okay, throw it away, right? And not that that's necessarily always the case, but they're the ones that are pushing to, you know, say, hey, you've had that couch forever. Isn't it time for a new one? It's got stains on it and it's kind of gross. We could get a new couch. It doesn't it can be similar, but it's just, just a new one. And I think that that tension that you have is good because you have one side arguing for keeping 
the other side arguing for it new. And when you have that, and they're honestly trying to create a better society, not win the argument, right? When they're both trying to make sure that their society is preserved in the best way and handed down to their children in the best way, then I think that is a very healthy, good debate to have. And you need that because otherwise, if you don't have liberals, we'd still be nomads, right? <laughs> if all we ever did was conserve, we would still be nomads wandering around following mammoths if they were still around or some other big game. So you need kind of the liberal side of things to pull people forward, but you need the conservative side of things to say, hey, slow, slow your roll. We need to, especially today, I think the conservative is very, very much needed because we're trying so much to have progress all the time in every way. And we need to say, is this good progress? Should, are we throwing away good things in favor of really bad progress? And I think we're having that question asked right now by even people who are very liberally minded, you know, looking at the effects of what tech has done to us and our culture and what's going on. And I think that there are a lot of people who are now seeing that this tension is good. And so if you want to understand what conservatism is about, if you want to understand why British conservatism is different than American conservatism and why we actually really, America has its own unique brand of conservatism, really, uh, understand the institutions and how to approach problems in every, really almost all aspects, then I think you need to read this book. And there's, I mean, it's like a 200 page book, but it is a full lesson on what it means to be a conservative in 200 pages. And it is really, really well thought out. No words wasted because Roger Scruton does not really waste words <laughs> in his work. But I'm, I'm just saying it is a wonderful work. And I think that anyone would get a lot out of reading it. It is truly incredible. So definitely check it out. If you're interested in it, buy it through the links. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a link below. If you're listening to the podcast, check it out in the show notes. If you're on the website listening, you know, like you can do that as well. I have the uh, plug in there so you can listen on the website. Check it out there as well. Um, there, it's just right. I mean, you'll see the, <laughs> it'll be the first thing you see when you, is the Amazon link. So definitely check it out. Grab your copy through my links. That helps me out. That helps support the conversation for our generation. And like I said, subscribe to be able to watch the interviews. I have a very interesting interview coming up this next week. I had a great interview on Tuesday with uh, Alan Cornett, uh, former assistant to Russell Kirk and great conservative cultural thinkers. So definitely check out that interview as well and his podcast, Cultural Debris. Lots of good stuff happening there. And <clears throat> sorry, I don't know what it is, but I got a frog in my throat today, I guess. And so... Also, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and leave it a good rating and review. Follow me on Twitter at Conovargen or find me on Facebook. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. All those things, wherever you're finding this stuff, subscribe, check it out, keep checking it out, and let me know what you think. And if there's anyone that you think I should be talking to, also let me know because I'm always looking for great voices who are really trying to engage in a dialogue. So definitely let me know if there's anyone like that as well. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Conversation of Our Generation. Let's get the dialogue going. Talk to you next time.